Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Episode 14, Doctor Strange. Hello there. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon. To prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart, and I'm joined by Ben Avery. Me. My name's Ben. His name is Ben. We're, we're big MCU fans and are super excited to rewatch those movies. So let's dive into Doctor Strange. Hey Ben, how's it going? It's going okay. It's Good. going okay. And are you sure it's over the horizon? I mean, at this point, is it around the corner now? It might it, be around the corner. It might be it, just up the road a bit. It's getting close. It's, it's getting, getting really close. Really, really close. We're having to just cram a lot of these episodes in right at the very end, <laughs> especially yeah. since they moved it up a week. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you figured out how you're going to uh, going to sneak no. away to see it yet? No, uh, it, it is actually looking like it won't be a sneak away situation. It is looking like it might be a staff bonding situation where we all go together and uh, being being one of the department heads and going with another department head who is also a big uh, Marvel fan, uh, I, I think we can make that call. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. There you go. I mean, uh, we're be- for those who don't know, we're going to a conference uh, that weekend, which wasn't a problem, uh, you know, before, and it's become a problem. Although I'd still be going to the conference even if we had known ahead of time. Right. That that's when Infinity War was dropping. It's just, you know, it's fun to make drama out of things. So right, we're doing it. We're <laughs> making drama out of it. I my ticket is for uh, eleven thirty at night because it's the last possible showing for the day. I I will have had a long day at Disney's Hollywood Studios where we will have done Star Wars things and then food things and then Infinity War thing. It'll be fun. I can't remember who I said this to. It might have been on the Welcome to Level 7 arm of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff that we're doing here. But uh, I did realize that since I'm going to see the movie while I'm at the conference, I hope it's good because this means I get to take my kids when I get back. Right. So. Right. I am not sure that I – I am not sure I will take Ariana to see it. It will depend on um, how much there's Groot. (laughs) If Groot isn't in a lot, then then I might then I might take her. But well, with my kids, it, it, after I see the movie, I'll know what I want to do about that. But right, right. Alrighty. So, what do you remember watching this like six months ago? <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was was Doctor Strange? I didn't. I forgot to to get the date for it, but let me, let me check it up real quick. All right. Because I, I very, very I have recently vivid memories of seeing this movie in the theater and right. enjoying myself as I'm watching this movie in the theater. And yeah. What did I think then? I loved this movie. Right. I mean, what do I think now? I, uh, is this my second favorite or my third favorite now? Uh, black Panther threw things up in, in, uh, it got things mixed up a little bit because it it jumped up right to the top uh, as well. But let's see if I look at my letterboxed um, diary. Uh, let's see. No, it's not in my diary. It's in my lists. 
I don't. I can't even find this, it. But I don't have this letterboxing thing that you'd speak of. Here it is. Okay, I ranked all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and number one is still Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number two is Black Panther, and number three is Doctor Strange. I, you know, I remember talking to you about this way back when. I think you and I did the uh, the, the 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 Welcome to Level Seven episode on it. Yeah. 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 And uh, I remember we were kind of not necessarily at odds, but certainly not. I I was a little bit more down on it than you were. We didn't like it in the same degree. We right. just both liked it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, this came out November 4th, 2016. Um, we would have seen it right around then. Um, mm-hmm. And I usually tell the director, but I didn't this time. The director of this was Scott Derrickson. So. Who I've met. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He went to the film school that I went to. And while I was there, he came uh, and presented his uh, thesis film that he did. The film school we went to was not part of a a college, but then he went to that semester and then went over to whatever the the California L.A college that has a great film program uh, and so he brought his his thesis film uh his thesis feature film that he did and so we watched that and it was this kind of supernatural um uh kind of thing about a uh, a shooting at a gas station where a whole bunch of people were just pumping their gas and there's a drive-by shooting and it's just about all the different people um who had gotten shot helping each other you know trying to figure out what's going on but there's also um these uh, angels and demons who were there who were just kind of whispering. Uh, so you can't, they can't see them, but the, they're like whispering in the ears of the people and, you know, talking about hopelessness, talking about helplessness and talking about hope and life. And uh, yeah. And, and then after that was when, you know, he, he graduated from film school then uh, like real film school, not the semester program that I went to. Um and that's when he, I think he got started doing, was it Urban Legends, maybe? Yeah, One of those movies. Looking at Something his, like that. Yeah. Looking at his IMDb, the um, I think the film you were talking about is Love in the Ruins, which is his short from 1995. And then the next one. Sounds right. Uh, the next writer credit he has is Urban Legends Final Cut. Yeah. So. And so he also, I think he did a Hellraiser movie. Looks like it. Hellraiser yep. Inferno. And and then he did um, the, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. And around in there was, I think, was it Sinister? Sinister was in there. Um, the, yeah. the, the Day the Earth Stood Still, which is yes, like Keanu. Right. Yep. It's yep. a Keanu movie. Mm-hmm. So, which so, is as bad as people say it is, although <laughs> it's a remake of a movie that I love dearly. Mm-hmm. But um, I I didn't mind watching the, the remake. So anyway, all that to say. So uh, I've you met know, him. He has no idea who I am. But. <laughs> so so you've met uh, the director of Doctor Strange, and Samantha has met Falcon. I have not met anybody from the MCU. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. <laughs> there we it's go. It's been said. <laughs> it's been said. Said and done. Um, said. So so yeah. I mean this this movie wasn't that long ago. Um, we I remember liking it. I don't remember liking it as much as you did. I remember. It was a weird day for me. I think I worked a long time and then went to go see a very late showing. And I think I fell asleep in the um, middle of his Kirk speech um, where he tricks the computer 
or the big head <laughs> into um into being in the time loop for the rest of time and then finally lets it go. Yeah. I I just have to say though, I mean, probably one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is first of all, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, yes. he's he's great. But second of all, it was that. It was it was the resolution. Mm-hmm. of the movie and the way they use the time thing and mm-hmm. and uh, you know that whole final battle where time is moving backwards as they are moving forwards that was yes just brilliant and then yes. you had the whole um thing where they're running along the buildings and you know they're in the whatever the uh the magic land or whatever but the, it, there's just the, it, they're in the they're in the space they're in the bubble the the i forget what it's called but the bubble where he can yeah. He can. It's basically they're in the holodeck where he can mess with things, but it doesn't mm-hmm. actually affect the real world. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that moment with the ancient one uh, where they're uh, she's dying, and they're watching lightning and rainfall and the helicopter yes. and that that moment. These these the sum of these parts just really I it hit all my sweet spots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's rich with with theme and it's involving time loops and time travel ish stuff and then um and then just the cleverness you know he defeats the bad guy not by overpowering the bad guy but by outthinking the bad guy and he uses this this time stone but he uses it in his own weakness and sacrifices himself in his own weakness uh and it's just it's just great and you know how many times did he die uh, as he's as he's confronting Dormammu, you know, it, it just it, you don't know, but it it could have been thousands and it could have been dozens, but whatever it was, it was brutal and painful and not just a sacrifice of a moment, not just a sacrifice of his life, but a sacrifice of eternity, right? You it, know, with it, with time loop. And he basically stood in the place and said, "Because I'm doing this to you right now, you can't be off doing other things." And that was really interesting because, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 I'm not necessarily saying it's a, it's an allegory for, um, a Christianity belief, but it, it puts him in that position. That's a very interesting position for a Marvel character to be in, especially one like Dr. Strange, who has all these sort of above and beyond powers, you know, we've only, yeah, we've yeah. only seen him in this and then in Thor, but he, even in this, he's kind of going all over the place, right? He he can be everywhere and anywhere at once and nowhere at all. It's got this power set that is truly mystical, you know? It's so powerful, yeah. But at the same time, the villain is that much more powerful. Right. And, and it's, you know, he, I just thought of this. You know that whole speech about the, the, the Captain America has, but I don't think, I think in the MCU it was, um, it was given oh, it was, to uh, Peggy Carter. It was Sharon uh, Carter. The, at, at, it yeah, was Sharon yeah, Carter the, at the funeral. The, mm-hmm. You know, the no you move mm-hmm. thing. You know, when you're doing, when you know what's right, you know, you, you plant yourself, you say, no, you move kind of thing. That's what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. saying, I'm, I'm standing here and I'm going to keep standing here and you will not cross this line. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have to decide now, are you going to cross the line and by going backwards and, and not doing this? Or are you going to keep trying to cross the line and, and just you can't because you're caught in the loop with me? Mm-hmm. And it's just I, I love this movie. And, and those are the big reasons why. Yes. So 
that kind of goes into the second question, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I think now? Still love it. Still love it. And and I will say that I, uh, on the second viewing, got more of that. I started to watch it more, and I was like, yeah, I really understand what Ben is saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it really works. Um, and so, I, and again, I totally got the the fight going forward while the world is going backwards in time. That was genius. I was sitting there on the edge of my seat going, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> you know? Um, so mainly, I, mainly because it is absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I, I did appreciate there wasn't any, uh, characters we've met before, you know, it's like an Ant-Man, we got Falcon and then, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy didn't have anybody, but you can still kind of feel that they were there. Um, this was kind of often its own little thing, still very connected. And I even remember talking way back when that, you know, you only saw one shot of Avengers Tower even, and I couldn't find it on the second rewatch, so I'm not even sure it's there. Um, but there was no sort of holdovers to the MCU, but it felt very much in line with the MCU. And that was a very, it's a kind of an interesting conundrum. Yeah. Th- this one definitely felt like you were in the world because mm-hmm. you know, the places and, and the vibe and the whole, you know, when Wu says, uh, you know, the Avengers take care of the physical threats and we take care of the mystical ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's clear. Okay. This takes place here, but it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. And this is, this was a, one of those, you can just walk right into this movie without having any knowledge of anything that went before it. Yeah. You can and, even watch this as, as MCU movie number one, almost. You totally could. And, and then you, you know, as you're getting, you know, further with it, you get to the, the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Thor, you know? Okay. Well, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Well, he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok and he's going to be in infinity war. And if you want to understand Thor Ragnarok and infinity war, yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch more, you know, but right. But for this movie here, you don't have to even black Panther. You have to watch other stuff to really understand what's going on. And really the other stuff you have to watch is, is civil war. I mean, because in black Panther, the whole reason he does what he does is because of what happens in that movie. But this is where it's all connected then. You're right. Civil War is the Black Panther stuff. But if you want to appreciate Civil War, then you need to see Winter Soldier right. and the first Avenger. Uh, and it's the same thing with Spider-Man then. Spider-Man, right. you really – they set it up, but you kind of want to see Civil War. Right. And if you're going to see Civil War, then – Avengers and Civil War. You know, it's, it's, it's the if you give a mouse a cookie of, <laughs> of movies. You know, if you give a mouse a cookie – He's going to want a glass of milk. And if he's going to want a glass of milk, that's what it is here. If you watch this movie, (laughs) no, he's cute. Why why would you say no to him? You got to give him the cookie. It's just a cookie. Give the mouse his cookie. That's right. (sighs) Yes. So anyway, yes. (laughs) I mean, the only other ones that you could kind of sort of make that same argument with is the Guardians movies, right? Um, Or the first movies of each of the like. Yeah. Yeah. The, mo- the big, bigger movie stars. So Thor one, you can watch that on its own. Iron Man for sure. You yeah. can first I mean, Avenger. Hulk. Yeah. Uh, but once you get further into it, right. You, they become more few and far between where you could actually just go in for the first time and sit down and say, okay, I don't need to know anything else. Guardians of the galaxy. Yep. But then guardians of the galaxy two. Yeah. 
No, you got to know who that is. And, and Doctor Strange too. It's going to be you know the same kind of thing. Which they haven't announced yet, but they're sort of talking about. So that's good to hear. Um, I don't yeah. think they're going to yeah. make any new announcements until after um, Infinity War drops, and then sometime next year, because I don't think they're going to they're they're holding all of that stuff in the bag. They may around the time of of, of Infinity War. Uh, I mean, that's you want to build on the synergy you have, right? right? And so, with Infinity War, they're they're. I'm actually waiting almost to see if around Infinity War is when they're going to announce, you know, season six of Agents of Shield. Just because here's the big movie and here's the TV show that doesn't even cost as much as that one movie for a whole season, but you like that one, so here's this one, and the same with. Yeah, like even Doctor Strange too. I, yeah. I think that that might be announced around another movie, maybe well, because, not Infinity. Because War. if you announce Doctor Strange two before Infinity War, you know that Doctor Strange survives Infinity War. That is also very true. And so that so like right now, we know that Ant Man and the Wasp comes out after Infinity War comes out later this year. I know that Ant Man and the Wasp are going to be okay through Infinity War. Yes, but Captain Marvel, as a movie, that takes place in the 90s. Right, right. And so, so that doesn't tell us anything about no. the future after Infinity War. So they're safe with those. Those mm-hmm. are safe declarations mm-hmm. to make. But so, so what do you think – we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but let's officially ask the question and then officially answer it. What do you think this adds to the greater MCU? Well, okay. The biggest thing this adds to the greater MCU is that mystical side of the MCU. Absolutely. I mean, this goes into places that opens up doors of perception. Uh, right. I mean, they they create a situation now where they can do multiple Earths, they can do multiple dimensions. That's my biggest fear, honestly. <laughs> is that uh, we might have talked about this on the on the episode we did together Mm -hmm. but my greatest fear is just are we going to get multiple earths right and are we going to get multiple versions of our different characters from these different earths and you know it just makes things messier and potentially gives them the opportunity to make changes without um in easy ways but then it turns around and becomes messy because okay well that earth is over there this earth is over here which one are we watching when we watch this movie and mm-hmm. um i I, just, I don't really want that i i, I just don't but uh, but wh- then it you've got dormammu as as a as a villain who no. is a big existential threat to the universe but it's a mystical threat is he a celestial uh, not in comics no okay uh, in in the MCU, I, I don't know. I mean, they could do something like that with him. They could, they could, you could see that being a thing if they had to. Yeah, I think they could easily do that if if that was the direction they wanted to go in. But mm-hmm. but in the comics, he's not. In in the comics, he is um, a ruler of the dark dimension or something like that. Right, and, which is how they uh, sort of made him be in this. And 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 speaking of things that are in the comics that are not in the movie and vice versa, um, this this uh, I forget her name, but she is not Night Nurse. She is a doctor. No, she is not. <laughs> she is a doctor, and Night Nurse is still over there in Netflix. We just don't call her that. Just doing her thing. Yep, doing her thing. Yep. Uh, so yes, 
the, uh, I mean, big thing is Infinity Stone, right? The Eye of Agamotto. That's the other huge thing, yeah. Right, yeah. and that, I mean, once he saw that, and they actually named it an Infinity Stone, you're like, okay, Doctor Strange has that, that's cool. But with that comes all the time machinations, right? Moving time mm-hmm. back and forth, co- catching things in time bubbles. I could totally see that being something that is played up in Infinity War. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, he's the only one really using a gem in the way it's intended. I mean, the other ones are, are kind of just being put in storage and bad guys want them to use them for evil. Uh, but, but this one, he, he's just using it and, or what, uh, used it, used it anyway. Um, it's and that's going, also kind of interesting that it's going to be interesting in infinity war. How, I mean, okay. It's this, this right now is Chekhov's gauntlet, right? If Chekhov, (laughs) he has the gauntlet, there's places for five stones. He's got to get the five stones. We've got to see something bad happen to the earth. I think there's places for six stones. Is it six? There's one on the top of his hand. Yeah. Okay. So it's six stones and we're missing the soul stone. That's right. So he, but he's got to do that, right? He can't not do that. So he's got to defeat Dr. Strange enough to get the time stone to do that. That's assuming. Yes. If you take the assumption that he must get them all, uh, which makes sense to make that assumption because that takes everyone to their darkest hour, right? You know, which is, that's what you do in dramatic, especially action packed uh, movie storytelling. You Take everyone to their darkest hour. What's the worst thing that can happen? That's the question, you know, that you ask about your characters. What's the worst thing that can happen? The big bad guy who wants all the big stones to do destructive stuff is going to get all the stones to do the the evil stuff. He's got to. It makes sense. But on the flip side of that is these stones allow them to be tricky. And and to do the tricky trickster stuff like mm-hmm. what Doctor Strange did in this movie and and make it so it's not just punchy punch, but also thinky think. Yeah, he's got to he's he's got to outthink. I mean, he, no, I get the impression that not one character can defeat every can defeat Thanos. They all have to sort of come together and use all of their powers together. and defeat Right. Why else would you do this movie? Right. Where they right, all come together. Right. So I. I mean, same with Avengers, right? When in Avengers one, they all fight each other and then they all come together. And as a unit, they solve the problem. So that's what they're going to have to do in infinity war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So I, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the infinity stones. Um, I do appreciate the time loop element of it. Um, I know we've got a lot of uh, ancillary characters who are coming back for Infinity War. Um, the guy who was in charge of the library, I know, is I know is coming back. So he's woo be, woo. Yes. Um, and then I know moving forward, they've sort of talked about Chuato Efator's. Um, his character going forward, seeing what he does. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that there is plenty of room for a really cool sequel mm-hmm. here. Um, but I, I <laughs> there's so many characters now who could have a really cool sequel. Right. 
I who's going to get them? Right. You're getting into, I, I, I mean, I am not a big comic collector, but there, I, I can walk into a comic store and there's boxes and racks and tables and shelves full of characters who got their own really cool books, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you could just go forever and ever with that. And it, it doesn't make sense to do that in the movies, I guess, but apparently that's what they're doing. So we'll I mean, they're, they're eating their own tail. I mean, in some ways you got so many three Marvel movies a year, a, a star Wars movie every year, animated movie every year, a fairy tale movie every year. That's just Disney alone. And that's why I didn't want Spider-Man in the MCU is because mm. I wanted Sony over there doing Spider-Man movies, doing them well. Yes. I mean, uh, granted they Spider-Man Homecoming, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely better than the Andrew Garfield ones for me. But I wanted Sony over there doing the Spider-Man movie so we could see a Spider-Man movie every couple years and and still see the three MCU movies every year. And then 20th Century Fox doing the X-Men movie every year or every other year. And then if they had done it right, you know, the Fantastic Four movie would be happening every other year, or every three years or something. And when they're all under one roof, there's only so much time on the calendar for Disney to ramp up excitement for the movie and mm-hmm. then maintain excitement for the movie over the release weekend and a couple more weekends. There, there's only so much Disney can do. And Disney's not going to release Star Wars movie and a Marvel movie on the same weekend. No, which is part of why. I mean, it wasn't the same weekend, but I think that's part of why they moved Avengers was so that Avengers would have a few have an extra week before Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, so I, I mean, I'm looking at my my letterbox thing right now, and I'm looking right at that Spider-Man, and just thinking, uh, if we if they hadn't done Spider-Man, we would have already seen Avengers: Infinity War by now. It would have been last movie. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have Iron Spider in it. Who wants Iron Spider? I want regular Spider-Man. <laughs> we skipped right over regular Spider-Man and went straight to Spider-Man with a suit that talks to him. You want, yeah, you want the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I do. I do. I really like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Well, he kind the, of I like got that aspect own, of the character. He kind of got his own movie. Who did? Home, homecoming. But he wasn't friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in that one. He there was, was like four Iron Man enhanced. There was like yeah, four yeah. scenes. Well, this is not the Spider-Man Homecoming podcast no, episode. So, so I, I apologize if I've taken us off the rabbit trail, but... That's fine. So I'm going to give you a quiz now. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember where all the infinity stones are? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> uh, uh, this is where time is. Right. We know uh, that now, you know, you got one. Good job. Yep. Plus. Yep. Um, let's see the uh, Ragnarok hasn't happened yet. Nope. So the uh, the cube, the Tesseract, uh, the Tesseract is an asgard yep that's called the space stone okay and then the um the one from thor the dark world the ether Mm -hmm. is with the collector that's called the reality stone okay but was that is that still with the collector yes as far as we know as far as i mean my limited research of just going off the movies, I haven't gone down the rabbit trail of like where people think they are the last time we saw the red Reality Stone was with the Collector at the end of Thor of the Dark World. Okay. Uh, then you have the Guardians of the Galaxy one that uh, went to – did that go to Asgard too? Nope. 
No. No, that's with the uh, the Nova Core. Right. That's the Power Stone. Power Stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And am I missing one? Yes. Don't say it yet. Don't say it. Uh, there's the one we don't know about still that I'm guessing is in a place that we're going to see in a movie coming up. <laughs> so I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, shoot. What one am I missing? I don't know. You're gonna. Have, I failed the quiz. You're gonna. No, you got. I mean, four out of five ain't bad. Wait, wait, wait. The the spear, the one that was in the spear. Yeah. Uh, shield had that one. Where is it now? I don't know. Whose head is remember. it? Whose head? Oh, vision. Duh. Oh man. Okay, so we'll give yeah. you a B. We'll give you a B plus on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's still in vision's head. Um, presumably, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna work on getting all those and you were incorrect. The soul stone is not in Wakanda. It's actually in Coulson. There you go. That doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know what you mean when you say those words like that. I don't know. I, at this point, I don't have any more (laughs) thought on that anymore. So, but uh, (laughs) that's just my, that's just my, fair um, enough, fair enough. A, a, a crazy fanboy theory that that I'm holding on to with a gripped hand because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, you, and you can see what I think of that theory. Yeah, I know <laughs> my, my reaction. And but. and dear listener, if you'd like to continue hearing us have the same argument, check on check out the Welcome to Level Seven show, <laughs> where Tigger shows up and Dior shows up. <laughs> So. I'll let you guess who's who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're changing the metaphor soon, though, because, uh, yeah. When, we, when, we you, just... when you can figure out what to change it to, I'll I'll jump along on that. I'll okay. hop on board with that. All right. Okay. Thank you for rewatching Doctor Strange with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcome to level7.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep the conversation going. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative is a member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2.